Hey, good morning, E3. This is day two of E3 2018. I'm Reed Albers, your host, and I'm joined here with my partner in crime as usual, Melanie Asherman. Good morning. So, Melanie, how about day one of E3 2018? Holy crap. What a day. Yeah, tell me about it. And I was just thinking about some of the biggest announcements. You can't get much bigger than Ridley in Smash Ultimate. You sure cannot. And Smash Ultimate, featuring every character from Smash 64 all the way up to Smash for Wii U and 3DS. And that's just, I think that's such a great nod and kind of goes with the theme of the companies have really been acknowledging the fans and acknowledging what fans have wanted. And so Ridley, among all, was something fans wanted, putting everyone in Smash. And every character, those were all ones that have been on E3 stages before. Yeah, it was really just a culmination of all the years of E3 and Smash and all the Smash announcements coming together because every character was there. It's just tremendous. Have you been to Nintendo's booth? They have artifacts from every character that's in Smash displayed. No, I think I saw it was like Donkey Kong's tie was there. Just a really impressive booth uh, overall. And what booths have really been impressing you at the show so far? Have you seen the Fortnite booth? They yeah. have a bucking Bronco Loot Llama. They have a full-size Battle Bus. And they have a place where you can make your own wind dances for the game. Yeah, and I really love just walking into the trade show in the West Hall and just going right down between Nintendo and down between Sony and seeing the setup and Metropolis and Spider-Man and Smash and everything going on there. Also, Tomb Raider has a fantastic booth. They hit it out like a jungle. It looks like sort of an Indiana Jones jungle you'd go through. And that's what makes it so fantastic. Kind of gets you in the mood to play Tomb Raider. I'd say it's pretty wild. Yeah, and so it's, it's just been a great day. And also something that's been really fantastic is E3 Coliseum. And that's what Jeff Keighley has been producing over at the Novo. He's been bringing in guests, panelists, doing some reveals. And we're actually going to be joined by him and the president and CEO of the ESA, Michael Gallagher, to talk a little bit about how E3 has just evolved over the years. So we hope you guys are really looking forward to that. And that's going to happen right now. Thank you, everyone, for joining me again for another episode of E3 Early Access. I'm here with the president and CEO of the ESA, Michael Gallagher. I'm also here with the producer of the Game Awards and E3 Coliseum, Jeff Keeley. Thanks for joining me this morning, guys. Outstanding. It's okay. the best place to be. So, Great to be here. Jeff, it has just been an incredible show. Mike, the floor looks amazing. One of the things I noticed was watching the Grim Fandango live reading last night with Jack Black. I thought about how, how weird it was that theater was being combined with video games, but also how natural that it was packed and the fans loved this and we're just eating it up and wanted more of it. Um, what did, did that really make dragging thoughts about how much the fans are driving E3 and how much they're driving where it's going? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, one of the things that I love about E3 is, you know, we are here in Los Angeles, which is a, you know, the epicenter of entertainment and when we build the Coliseum, we always think about how can we bring popular culture together with gaming to show the impact of this industry on the, the entire entertainment landscape. So as you said, Jack Black, theater, video games coming together, that's that's what E3, only E3 can do. Um, and I think, you know, gamers, when they sit there, they, I was saying this to Mike earlier, we had the Westworld creators on yesterday as well, and the thing is, everyone feels comfortable in the Coliseum because they're amongst like-minded folks who love video games, and I think it shows 
shows how much gaming is driving popular culture, and E3 is a great place to come and celebrate that. So yeah, it's been an amazing show so far. Yeah, if you're a gamer, this is the place to be, without a doubt. It's the high point of the season. The quality of the discussion in the Coliseum is, is terrific. It's direct access to the geniuses that make all sorts of entertainment products, and what they're doing and they're focused on is video games. And their, their love for it, their excitement about it. Then you extend that to the show floor. Wow, the show floor is absolutely amazing this year. Yeah, and when you talk about the show floor, I think about how 15,000 gamers are being let onto the show floor for the second year, and they just bring a ton of energy. We're walking around on social media and on Instagram posting pictures of fans having a great time, and one of our things is catching when they're just like stunned at what they saw. It's like the first time they've seen a major booth for the Resident Evil, Raccoon City Police Department. How, Mike, how do fans change the dynamic? Of the show. Well, fans are the show. Uh, when you look at the impact of E3, it, it's on the 2.6 billion gamers in the world. All of their eyes are upon E3 to see what's coming next. And so really, it's their excitement that drives it. And the 15,000 are just a symbol of the larger audience of gamers. And when you go to the show floor, one thing that's absolutely awesome about E3 is it's all new every year. There's nothing the same. So that brings a sense of anticipation that's much different than any other event. Yeah, no, the the news that comes out of E3 every year is such a huge moment. Um, you know, when I do the YouTube Live E3 show this year, we saw record numbers of gamers around the world. As Mike said, it's the 15,000 gamers here, but it's the tens of millions of gamers around the world who tune into E3 because they're excited about the new. But I'm so excited that gamers are here. So, you know, I, I've been to every E3 since 1995 when I was a kid, and... You know, I, I just was so excited the first time I got to come to E3 and the last year to walk around, talk to gamers saying we finally got to come here because they all watch it online but they couldn't have access to it. And now, you know, they get to sit in the Coliseum, they get to walk around the show floor, they get to meet their heroes. And that connection is powerful for the gamers, but it's also powerful for the game creators. So yesterday, Todd Howard from Bethesda was at the Coliseum, standing room only, talking about Fallout 76. And he said to me afterwards, it's like, wow, like these are my favorite. Fans, they are here in the room. Well, you know that Todd, uh, Todd, it, Steven Spielberg is the Todd Howard of the movie industry. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but, and then from my perspective, I have my daughter Madison and my son Daniel here. I'm cool for a whole week. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I was a fan growing up. I remember reading EGM. I remember seeing you on game trailers, yeah. you know, back when you were getting the show. And then now I'm here. And I always think about how the fans, there's always a buzz. Something like there's a buzz. What is it? Via VR or new consoles maybe one day? or be a Spider-Man, new games. What has really been the buzz you're hearing, Jeff, from fans? Or what are you kind of, what's sort of the yeah. conversation floating around? You know, this is an interesting year because some years we get, you know, new hardware announced or new systems. And this year it was really about new software. But I think what we're seeing is the industry is evolving. And one of the great things about this week is, you know, Fortnite has become such a phenomenon culturally. And what I love is that Epic Games is here in such a big way with uh, the booth, with the battle bus there. They had a, a Fun party that Mike and I were at Massive last night. Massive party last yes. night. That yeah, was like, really good. At uh, <laughs> like uh, Memorial Coliseum. So it's like what I I've love. I've never is seen that, four In-N-Out trucks lined up. I know. It's ever. Like all the In-N-Out trucks. All of them 
were clean. It was, you know, amazing music, marshmallow, logic. I mean, Epic really embraced the show. And what I love about that is, you know, Fortnite is, a, is sort of a non-traditional game and that it's, uh, you know, free-to-play online title. And, and that's, you know, a lot of where our industry is moving in that direction. And the, and the fact that Epic is here in such a big way is exciting. And everyone I talk to, they say, hey, my kids play Fortnite. Oh, they're there. That's exciting. So it's nice to see things like that. And then all the amazing software from uh, the companies, you know, the Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, all the third parties, they're here in a big way. I'm glad that you mentioned the Party Royale and the 50 50 versus 50 Pro-Am because it highlighted how much celebrities are a part of video games. Growing up, I remember they did not really want to talk about playing video games. It was a hobby they did on the tour bus. I remember I got to meet Green Day one time and Billy Joe's Armstrong was like, yeah, I love video games, but I don't talk about it. Now, Antonio Brown is doing Destiny dances in the end zone. They are watching E3. I get DMs on the E3 account asking, like, well, wait, how can I get a ticket? And it's like, local layers, Lakers, and, like, just, how crazy is that? that It's like, celebrities are embraced. It's almost like they will wear video game shirts now. Um, What this is a sign of is the extraordinary cultural relevance of this industry. We are defining culture, and then that's being expressed in the real world. So, whether it's the Cleveland Indians playing Fortnite and putting it up on the screen during a rain delay, or it's the dance of the Fortnite dance being done by multiple athletes, but especially in baseball. It seems to have really found a connection mm-hmm. in Major League Baseball. That's a symbol and a sign of our the power of our industry. Two years ago was Pokemon Go. It revolutionized mobile gaming in the sense that now mobile was social and physical. In other words, you got out and got around. And we just continue to define these trends, and that's what it's about. And Jeff's exactly right. It's about the games this year. Mm-hmm. The extraordinary experiences, characters, and stories that you will have in the coming year because of the innovation investment being made by this terrific industry. Jeff, how about you, just seeing the celebrity embracement of video games, and with you at E3 Coliseum inviting them in, are they just like, they're like, okay, yeah, this is great, I'm going to be, like you said, I'm with my people. Yes, and the great thing is, you know, E3 has such a powerful brand in the entertainment world, when we call up any, you know, a big movie director or celebrity, we say, hey, do you want to come to E3? They're like, wow, I can come to E3? Uh, because, you know, it's been part of popular culture in L.A. for over two decades as, you know, one of the biggest events of the year in Los Angeles. So they love to come here, but what's great is that when they come here, they don't just show up for their panel and leave. I mean, you know, Jack Black yesterday, I mean, he was walking around the E3 show for four hours playing games, and you'll see the photos online of him, you know, playing Spider-Man at the PlayStation booth or at Nintendo. And what I love is that they come here not just because, you know, they're doing it because their publicist told them to come. It's like they're really gamers that want to be here with their fellow gamers and also fellow developers like Elijah Wood was here yesterday and he said to me afterwards I can't believe I got to meet Dale Kojima and Todd Howard and those are the kind of things where you just and there's no other way for that to happen because you know our industry is it's still so virtual in many ways and it's beautiful that people around the world can develop these games but there are not that many moments that these nexus points where everyone can come together and meet each other Um, so that's why something like E3 in the Coliseum is so important because, you know, Hideo Kojima is a huge fan of Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood is a huge fan of Hideo Kojima, but they would never meet anywhere else but E3. So that's this magical. So last question, because I know E3 Day 2 is going to get started. You've got a busy day at the Coliseum. You've got a busy day running the show and being the guy. Um, what makes E3 a must-attend event? 
it's really uh, to me it's, it, there's nothing else like it and it's you know it, it's multifaceted now is what I love about it so you know you can play the games you want to play you can hear from the game creators that you want to hear from and, and meet with but I think also more than that it's the sense of community um, amongst gamers that uh, you know walking around on the show floor I get to luckily meet a lot of folks that watch my programming love games and everyone here is so polite and so uh, has such so much reverence for video games and that's what I think is great it's, it's, it's a great mani- physical manifestation as Mike said of the gaming culture and I'm so proud to be a part of it so that's what I think is great it's, it's, it feels like you're with friends I would say it's what's next and being at ground zero for engagement massive engagement What's next? 3,000 different products under one roof. Over 200 exhibitors. You can't play at all, but you have to be there because what's next is happening at E3. Last year, Fortnite was on the floor at E3. No one knew that that was going to be the phenomenon <laughs> of this year. Royale mode then. No, no. No. no they, were, uh, they were saying to me, actually, <laughs> last night, Donald Mustard from Epic was saying, you know, he was, I think he was in a car leaving E3 and he was scratching down some ideas for this battle bus idea he had for game and it's like I love you know the other thing I love about this show is that it's the entire industry coming together it's something that Mike and I are very passionate about it's like everyone throwing in putting competition aside and celebrating this industry and that's what's so great is to see all the platforms here supporting each other and that massive engagement element is just so great so I was there at the core of all of it when Last of Us 2 was announced when different games are revealed I got to play it and then it's gone when the week is over and so there's the sense of you have to be here because it's magical it's fantastic it's one of a kind and then it's gone well hey guys thank you so much for joining me on e3 early access jeff looking forward to more coliseum mike i know you're gonna be busy out on the floor really looking forward to everything thanks for joining us jeff, guys keep up the great job out there it's really thank good you, mike. awesome we'll see you on the floor all right, all right. thank you boys thanks. 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 Appreciate it. All right, once again, thanks to Jeff Keeley and Mike Gallagher for joining us on E3 Early Access. If you've been enjoying the show, check us out on SoundCloud. It's soundcloud.com slash ESACast. That's where we do our traditional ESA podcast every month. We have got a fantastic day two set up for you at E3. You should check out E3 Coliseum. There's been a lot of great panels and discussions going on. You can see the full list there, and you can also see who's on the floor and what things are going on at E3Expo.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you for day three of E3 2018.